Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode, episode 56 of Ball Blub. I'm Jason Stolakis. I'm here with Jack, and we have a very, very, very special guest, Sammy. Sammy, you want to introduce yourself to the viewers and tell them what you do? Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, so thank you for the lovely intro. I appreciate it. Um, my name's Sammy. I'm on the Play Tessie podcast, the Odyssey uh, Network and the WEI Network. Follow us at Play Tessie on Instagram and Twitter, and also follow Ball Blab. Yeah, that's all. That's all the intro I need. And go follow Sammy too. You know, we'll link it down in yeah, the yeah, yeah. description uh, of the episode too. We got to Yeah, my, we got to plug you in. No, it's, it's wrong uh, if we don't. I think is my name. H E B Hammer ninety four. That's it. Yep, you heard it. Go follow him, and you know, let's dive into it. Um, so. It's been a month since we did our last episode, uh, January eighth. Nothing's happened. Are we are we serious right now? I was hoping doing an episode two weeks after it, three weeks, and it kept dragging, dragging on. And you know, finally, pitchers and catchers report today, the spring training. It's great. Um, I mean, for some people, I mean, but you know, there's still marquee free agents. You have the big four, Boris four, and then you have some other small guys. Um, you know, Sammy, let me ask you this. Do you think the Red Sox are going to add some sort of piece that will contribute to the major league team just in general? Like it doesn't have to be a minor league signing. Like, do you think they'll sign a big league piece by opening day? I mean, they have to, right? It would make no sense not to, but then again, nothing has really made sense to this point. I believe it's been, to, from today, Tuesday, February 13th is when we're recording. 45 days, if my math is correct, since they've made a major league move. That said, I still think there's something coming. I think it might be a little bit underwhelming uh, to fans. I do think that Kenley's not going to get traded anymore. So that's, I mean, I like that. I know people want, you know, whatever you can get for them. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, they, they got to. You, you had like a three-man rotation for the last two months of the season in 2023. You got Giolito, you lost Sale, you lost Paxton. So you're kind of, you know, a slightly better in terms of keeping the rotation afloat in terms of innings. But, like, they're not scaring anybody. They play they play Seattle in the opening series. Bayo would probably be the fourth or fifth guy in that rotation. And then he might be the only guy in the Red Sox roster, roster that would make that rotation. So, yeah, you got – I just – I can't fathom them not – adding at least a, a little bit more to this rotation in particular. I want to compliment your Boston accent. That was beautiful. No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Jack, any thoughts there? Um, Yeah, nothing's made sense to date, but you have to think that they have plenty of money to spend before they hit a threshold and, well, might as well use it somewhere, even if it's just adding, you know, a mid-level pitcher like, Lorenzen or something like that however do I see it happening I'm not sure I'm not convinced and yeah maybe they'll do like I I thought of Brandon Woodruff the other day I thought that might make sense considering they did Michael Fulmer and I thought well like yeah it gives them a chance to get a decent year out of him next year but I mean nothing nothing comes to mind in terms of something that's going to make an impact for 2024 Montgomery Snell it's not happening I don't even think that they're going to get get somebody like Lorenzen who would be one year, 10 million or whatever it is. And I don't see them adding another bat. So my answer honestly is no, I don't think you're going to see an impactful signing until opening day. 
it, it's tough because every direction from the Chris Sale trade is like they're gonna add. They're going to add something, and nothing's happened. I I still think I, I'm with Sammy. He he said you know you know probably add someone, but it might be very underwhelming. Um, you know, Solaire just won. Um, you're probably looking at a Michael A. Taylor type of deal. And then I saw a report from the Mass Live Beat that um, they're looking in the outfield market right now. So Michael A. Taylor fam probably would be guys to look out for. Maybe – I don't think anybody else. Maybe Duvall. Maybe – oh, Duvall, thank you. Duvall, yeah. I, I could see that. They, they, they still need a number three hitter. They don't have it. And then, you know, Duran, that's the thing. It's going to be contingent on is Duran going to get traded? If, well, I if think he is, it's going to stay now. After, after hearing that Yoshida is the primary DH, I think they're going to move. And this is just the prediction, but I think they'll move yeah. Duran to left because the defense, though it improved in center, it still was not, you know, it wasn't blowing anyone away. Less for him to think about if he's in left field. Um, and I think that makes a lot of sense. I think, Jay, was it you, Jason, who said uh, Michael A. Taylor? Um, yeah. Because Rafaela, if he is in AAA until, I believe, May 16th, they get an extra year of control. So I could see them, and we just discussed this on Play Tessie today, I could see them, and this is so lame, signing Michael A. Taylor, who's 33 years old, and then flipping him at the deadline and then turning it over to Rafaela, assuming they're not contending. You never know, but... Um, yeah, that's a name that makes a lot of sense to me. Duvall, not my top choice, but you could see that happening as well. They just have so, so many outfielders right now. I think we lose sight of that, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's options, like you said. There's still the, what are, we call them the big four. I've been seeing people call them. Uh, oh, the big, that's what, like, Robert Murray sa- says a lot in the, the baseball insiders. He's like, the big four, the Boris four, like Montgomery, Chapman, Bellinger, and Snell. Bellinger. Oh my God. I forgot. I forgot. He's still out there. <laughs> There's crazy. like no rumors surrounding like Chapman or Bellinger. It's crazy. And we're what yeah. spring training starting. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. It's weird. This is a weird off season. I think it's really bad for baseball. I think people are kind of underselling how bad it is for baseball. Something has mm-hmm. to be done because the other sports have like a, a chunk of their off season where they dominate the news just for all the moves that are happening in baseball. It's just like, when was the last big move? And I don't count Solaire. He signed for $14 million a year. The last – I can't even remember. Like, what was the uh, – oh, Yeah, I guess. We all do baseball podcasts, and none of us can remember when the last I big mean, move is. Here you go. I would, That's bad. I would say like the Robbie Ray trade, honestly, because, I mean, he at oh least has – what recently but i mean that's still probably a month a month ago three weeks ago like yeah nothing's happened and and you say, i was on winter break too jesus yeah Christ. i know the nfl opens up in about a month their free agency and day one right when it <laughs> dozens of guys start signing immediately and the mlb is just painfully slow and i know there's usually a big fish you know last year's judge this year was yamamoto and otani but Boris carrying carrying out his guys to get every dollar he can. It's just it's bad for the game. You're 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 absolutely right. And we're underestimating that. Yeah, I, I feel like if you I mean my just off the top of my head, quick fix to it would be like don't start don't allow guys to sign until like January first or something. Just condense the window. Like don't have it don't have it start at the same time and then have a cutoff. Have it just start later. 
And I think the players would go for that because they, they'll still have their leverage. The fans mm -hmm. would like it because it's more exciting. And then like Major League Baseball would get a big pop. They would lose a little bit in like November, December, less people talking about them, but they're already not being discussed. So I would I would just start free agency like New Year's <clears throat> Day or something like that. Yeah, Jason, we've actually talked about how the next CBA is probably going to have to address something in regards to the dates and timeline of free agency. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you never know. I mean, I think one of our buddies, Derek, go follow him on X, Twitter, whatever you call it now. He, I think he said you, there should be a deadline and then a deadline for Boris guys to sign. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not his fault or anything. I mean, it kind of is, but anyways – it's just his guys getting the best dollar. I, I heard, I saw somewhere Snell is looking for um, nine for two seventy, which is like, ooh. me too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it, it's it's interesting, but you know, I think a little off topic, but I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to go back into the socks a little bit and talk about it, you know the lack of spending and if this is a reality. Um, you know, no moves, no major league moves since what day, Sammy? I think you just said it. I don't know the day, but it's been it, – we're recording on February 13th. It's been 45 fucking days since they've added, and I can't even – like, they haven't, they haven't even been rumored to be close, which, like, don't, we would take that at this point. Don't you mean 45 hours? Because they just signed Lucas Lickie. Yeah, oh, come yeah. on, man. Come on. <laughs> hey, but no, that was a minor league deal. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, but a major league deal. We tried um, to break that down on our show. Like, what does this mean? And then we were just kind of like, <laughs> all right, we're so down bad right now. We're yeah. talking about Lucas Lickie. Yeah, good career, but seven ERA last year. No we're celebrating over Lucas. I, I forget it was you or I, I listen, qu quick plug. I listen to your pod on at the gym whenever I'm either lifting or, you know, on the treadmill. So shout out there. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's I don't like it. They said, "Oh, we're just gonna wait to spend when the time is right." If it's like, well, isn't the time right now? But yeah. I don't know. But Sammy, do you think this is a new reality for the Sox, or do you think it's like, "Oh, we're gonna wait till next year," which is the same thing we've been told for the past three years? Um, that's a tough question. I might be foolish, but no, I, I don't. I can't fathom this continuing. I mean, there. You, you guys are young dudes. This has to be the worst vibe you've ever recalled in the fan base. I mean, it's it's awful. There's no – Truck Day, to be clear, I think Truck Day is pretty stupid. But normally you get a good crowd of people there. There was like seven people this year. <laughs> so I, I just – there's no way that these guys can be that dumb to think that people are going to continue showing up. I mean, I'm, I'm scared to see what Fenway Park looks like this year. There's going to be a lot of people at the beginning of the year. There always are. I'll be there. But, man, I think about, like, June. If they're not playing well, which we all, I would assume, think they're not going to be playing too well, it's going to be like a Morgan there. So I think that I guess they're being really strict with this waiting for the core to come up. I figured that this was enough of a core to supplement. Guess I was wrong. So I guess once Anthony Meyer, Teal, Rafaela, etc. Once those guys come up, then I guess they'll spend. But this is not a confident take. It's it's if I had to choose, kind of take. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, 
I'm not going to blast you in a year saying, oh, you were wrong. I mean, no, please do. It's fine. No. <laughs> I mean, you you'd be glad time. to be wrong. You'd be, yeah. I mean, look, I, I say I don't think they're going to do it next year either, but I'd be glad to be wrong. And that's a lot. A lot of my takes recently. It's like, I, I hope to God I am wrong. Oh but, yeah, me too. Me too. I'm like, I, I can't stand the thought of Trevor story batting third. Like I think he'll <laughs> bounce back. And like, if he hits 25 home runs and steals 30 bags and has like an 820 OPS, ha- roast me. I'll be thrilled. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah. Great. Red Sox are, they're in luck. The story's not a bust. But yeah, you know, none of yeah. us are feeling too great about it right now. It, it it's it's interesting. I mean, you did say, you know, you're gonna we're gonna wonder what Fenway Park's gonna look like in June, right? You're gonna have the college kids like me coming back. And Jack, I'm gonna quote you. Jason, we're not going to a fucking game this year. Yeah, come on, go to a game. Go to a game. We're going and, to a game and just boo the boo the uh, owners. No, this, Kennedy walks on course. No, for the record, I'm not sure I had the F word in there, Jason. That might be you adding. Okay, it. okay, fine. <laughs> fine. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. We're not I'm joking. going to a game this year. We're not but, but I think but, it was after. I think it was after the Tay Oscar signing. This this, <laughs> this did happen. I did say this in a group chat with I think it was Derek and. Yes, I said that. I didn't mean it. Well, uh-huh. in my my attendance this year, I'll put it. I'm gonna limit it. Yeah, but same, same. Oh, I like I, I'm, not, I'm not a boycott. I think the boycott Fenway thing is stupid because you're like you're just robbing yourself of doing something you enjoy. I know. That said, I I usually go to like thirty games a year. I'll probably do uh-huh. like ten or fifteen this year. Aside, like not if I get a press pass. Uh, and EEI has me go on and like do cool shit like that. Okay, I'll go, of course. Yeah. But like as a fan, just like yeah, 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 crushing beers and sitting in the seats. I'm not. I just one of my good friends who I've known for my entire life, almost 30 years. This guy's like, yo, you want to go to this game? I really want to see if we can see Zach Gallen pitch against the Red Sox when Arizona. I'm like, no, dude, no, I don't want to see Gallen pitch eight shutout innings and strike out 12. The Red right. Sox lose three to nothing, and like, no. I'm good. The the whole boycott thing would it would work if nobody went to games and every game is just the opposing team's fans filling up, but that's not gonna happen because there's nothing yeah. like walking out in June and and getting your first look at Fenway. I mean, there's nothing like it. So yeah, limited part attendance this year, but not total. Yeah, but I will say having the major almost majority of the fans, Dodger fans, is completely unacceptable. Just as a oh, fan yeah. base. But yeah. oh man, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be bad attendance wise this year. And, you know, Nesson's ratings have gone down consistently. The reaction for, I can't imagine the life that the social media team for the Red Sox have been leading the last few months. God <laughs> bless them. But like, it's got to get through to ownership eventually. Like they've been hearing it over. And over. You saw Sam Kennedy kind of snapped, called the fans liars, ran that. I was right next to him in real life when that happened. <laughs> and I couldn't hear him because I was like, one, I was recovering from the night before at winter weekend, but two, he was like in the on the booth and I saw him kind of doing this, like motioning. I'm like, oh man, he's animated about something. Then the quote comes out. Bottom line, these guys are human, the ownership group. Eventually, I feel like this has to get to them. So I'm just hoping and praying that I'm not being foolish with that. Yeah. And I would to the point. Sorry, you go. Oh, thank you. I would just say. I do think I thought this year, like Sammy, to reiterate, I thought this year would be 
a, a good opportunity to surround what we have here already because we do have a, a solid young core up and more on the way. I thought it would be a good year for one ad, just one. I'm not saying go all in on this season, but one guy on a long-term deal who's going to still be able to play with the big three, like, yeah, that's great. Not doing that, very weird. Are they going to pick it up next year and, and pick up the slack that they've been leaving behind? I don't know. Only the answer is no if they're going to sell. The answer is yes if they aren't. If they're going to continue owning the team, absolutely. I think like Walker Bueller, Max Fried, whoever it is, they have to go spend a ridiculous amount of money on somebody. Maybe Corbin Burns if he's available. I don't know. But if they didn't, year, I think it's a sign that they're probably looking to sell in 26, 27. Yeah, maybe. I don't think, well, I don't think it's crazy to think they're going to like planning to sell. I just, I wouldn't go that far yet just because you got to really clear the books to sell and get maximum price. And they still got Devers and like Yoshida. And, you know, it looks like they're trending that way. I have to, re that for something like that to happen, that's one of those, and this is a lame response, but like, I got to see it to believe it. That's a big, yeah. big, big, big thing. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm 29 years old. I, I don't even remember. When did they buy 2002? I don't remember the old ownership group. I was like barely sentient. So it, it, that's a big, big deal if Fenway Sports Group sells. And I just can't see it happening yet, but someday. But if they've, if the motivation has been, you know, we're going to, like Breslow's basically explicitly said, we're going to wait until the guys are up to spend. And if they wait, if, and the guys are up and they don't spend, I think we have a very good reason to be skeptical. And to then start pushing it, but that would be, you know, sure, yeah. they if they hit copy and paste from the 2024 offseason to the 2025 one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the, if if Anthony Meyer Teal, they all come up and they're all playing well, and still they're operating like like the Orioles did when they had all those young guys up. Yeah, and then all they do is add what Jack Flaherty. Like, why don't you just give a middle finger to your team instead? <laughs> like, I then then it's kind of like all right. We're at like yeah. a critical mass. Something has to give. This is bad. But um, I guess just wait and see. <laughs> it can't get much worse. It's the good part. Yeah. It, it's interesting because it's like, Jack, we had this talk the other day. If like they're, they're still prospects, like Meyer's still a prospect. Anthony's still a prospect. Teal's still a prospect. You know, they're, they're still lottery tickets. They're highly touted lottery tickets. Are they, they guarantees? No. And Are they going to be a bust? What if what I mean? Do you guys, you guys probably remember Yohan Moncada, number one prospect yep. in baseball? You can't trade that guy. He's going to be the next Robinson Cano. That's what everyone was saying. And he plays third base too. He's like a more versatile Cano. And then Michael Kopech, this guy, this kid throws hundred miles an hour. He's crazy. He's perfect for Boston. Can't trade him. Boom, trade him for Chris Sale. Chris Sale has his best season ever. Next year wins the World Series with the Red mm -hmm. Sox. And then Kopech, what? He's a does he? He's a reliever now. Yeah, he's also, not nearly what everyone thought he was going to be. Yeah. No, he who did he date by the way? Didn't he date like someone uh, <laughs> I got <laughs> But yeah, Monk. No, Monk. I mean yeah, but Segway, you had a uh, tweet Sammy or post whatever the hell you call it now. Um, you yeah. know, we said we take the Dave Dombrowski for granted. And Dave Dombrowski he did have a uh, relationship with ownership dating back to when you know he was the GM for Florida. There's that but yeah. then he he also could, um, how was it, evaluate talent like he did Moncada and he did Kopech. And they were two prospects that had nearly 
panned out to the way everyone thought they were. I think Eckersley, when when Mankata debuted with the Red Sox, he's like, he Eckersley said something on the lines of like, this dude stinks. <laughs> and you know he was traded. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I don't. I mean, well, but, oh, that's great. Did he really? X said that. I think I think he did. I think, I think one of my one of my buddies I think showed me a clip. He's like, dude, this guy can't play. Something something on the lines of that. I'd have to go digging. But um, but yeah, yeah Dombrowski. When and the, this is like I'm still learning too. I'm 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 older than you guys, but I'm still like I'm still learning how this game oh. works. It's so complicated, and for years. It just seems so obvious. Yeah, of course you're going to get Craig Kimbrell. You need a closer. Oh, you need a big power bat? J.D. Martinez, of course. Good job waiting out the market, whatever. Uh, Chris Sale, you need a pitcher? David Price, boom, boom, boom. These acquisitions seem so obvious yeah. in hindsight. But then you have a guy like Heimbloom, who I think, you know, he wasn't great. He wasn't as bad as people say, but like very imperfect. Same with Breslow so far. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, we had it all. Like he, Dombrowski, far from perfect. The sale extension stinks. We all agree. Mookie's probably gone because of that, in part. Uh, you know, the Evaldi uh, extension was so so. But, like, man, at least he had some balls and he'd make the moves that he thought made the team better. And he made it, dude, the way he operated was just so simple that he made it look easy. And then I'm spending years like, oh, it's not that hard. Uh, any Any good GM would do that. Now I now I realize like that's a great GM right there, Dave Dombrowski. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to know and, a fun fact? Actually, yes. so I, I I forgot what I read it in a book, but like Dombrowski, his one and only big mistake is he traded Randy Johnson, mm. and he learned from that. And he's the guy. He's a he's one of those guys. He doesn't really look at analytics. He he just simply watches games, right? Charrington yeah. was I think it was in Spears' book. But Sherrington would always be looking at analytics and looking at numbers. But Dombrowski would simply just watch games. That's how he evaluates talent. Now, sorry, I cut you off, Sammy. No, no. I, I was just going to say, like, I, I think it's good to do a little bit of both. Like, the best GM in baseball right now, there's two of them, in my opinion. Anthopolis and then what? Friedman for the Dodgers, Friedman. I believe. Yeah. Name. yeah. Um, they both they – both do both of those things. They both use analytics and then the eye test. A, gr- a great example, another one, and this is one I got from uh, Bradford, Rob Bradford. Love Baseball isn't boring. Check it out. Um, Bob Lab alum. Yep. Yeah. He was telling me, this was, I can't, this was a few months ago. So Chris Young, the Rangers GM, is at the deadline. Rangers are contending. They've lost to Grom for the year. And they're like, shit, we really got a chance here, but we need to add. And Max Scherzer becomes available. And Apparently, everyone in the Rangers front office was like, no, 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 look at the numbers. It doesn't work. Like, he's regressing. He's this. He's that. Like, it, like the contract, blah, blah, blah. And Chris Young, being a former major league pitcher, goes, look, I agree with your numbers. Great and everything. But sometimes down the stretch in baseball, you just need a fucking guy. Like, you need a dog who you know is going to lead the pitching staff. It has a trickle-down effect on the rest of the roster. It feels good to have a guy like Max Scherzer on your side. And then look what happened. Like, good. So, Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, I, so, so I like the analytic. That's how that Rangers team was built. A lot of analytics. But then when the time was right, then you're like, all right, look, gut feel. Let's do it. So that's that's the yeah. example I like to use. That was a yeah. good story. Yeah. And I thought we were going to have a guy with a little bit, you know, 
more risk to him in a little bit. And I thought we had, we're going to have a little bit more of Dombrowski in Breslow the, with the Verdugo deal, with the sale deal. It's like, wow, I don't know if, I don't know if Bloom had the stones to make these deals, but right away, there's Breslow doing it. And we haven't seen that since then. And, and like Jason mentioned earlier, I thought we were going to build off of the sale deal. And, well, no, we haven't. So I don't know if we have Dombrowski or a little bit of Dombrowski in Breslow. Or is it an ownership thing that's limiting him and that's tying his hands? It's really tough to evaluate. I would go towards the latter, uh, I think, because we know for a fact he's operating under restrictions. Right. That said, the trades he's made to a, to a like, smaller scale, but like, um, what's the first? Oh, Verdugo to the Yankees. I mean, that's a that's a ballsy first trade. You're trading Verdugo, who's, you know, he's not a superstar, but that's like, that's a, fans know who that is. And you're trading him to the freaking Yankees. For prospects and i'm right. like wow okay this is a good precursor to what's to come i mean like i like uh dick fitz decent prospect um the kid they got who's like six foot ten throws a million miles an hour uh, oh Judas, i love him too yeah girl, and then uh, i love, Weiser, I love him. Weiser, nice little funky righty cool i was like nice i like that then you get the um i might get the order wrong here i think the giolito signing uh oh yeah. sale trade and then giolito it was o'neill Oh yeah, I forgot about O'Neill. Yeah, that one that one was kind of more like standard. That was cool too. I'm like, nice, cool upside play. And then that, yeah, I forget which one came first, but there was like uh which one was first? Giolito or sale? That was first. Sale? Okay. Okay. Sale trade. Oh my god. That one I was like 10 out of 10. And I wouldn't I normally I'd be like, yeah, I don't love this with the trade. Six years of on Grissom for what? Like a it was a year and then like a, an option of sale, 35 years old. Right. Not what I love. And then it just stopped after the Giolito signing, which Giolito, whatever. You hope he bounces back. Eh, whatever. We'll see. But like, where did it all go? We were we were cooking for a little bit early in the offseason, and now it's kind of like, this is the team. We're going to try to stretch another reliever out. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people are putting way too much. Um, what's the word? They're putting way too much hope in Andrew Bailey. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Love what he did with, jeez, uh, I almost said San Diego, San Francisco. Love what he did with Logan Webb. Like, dude yeah. transformed Logan Webb to one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, nasty. But nasty. Not, not nasty. But the expectation cannot be, oh, Houck's going to be such a good pitcher now. Whitlock is going to be so good. Pavetta is going to be good. Like, you cannot make those assumptions. Right. Right? And I think a lot of people, I feel, I, I don't know if it's a lot of people. I, maybe it's just me, but, like, people are putting way too much stock in Andrew Bailey. I think uh, that, I, I, that's I a sort of, uh, Oh, Jack, you got something? No, go ahead. Go ahead. So I kind of sort of agree. I think they're putting way too much stock into him this year. Like, it takes a long, long, long time to reshape like a like a whole pitching mm -hmm. coach staff. Like that's not Rome wasn't happen. built in a day. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Even like you're also and I don't want to diminish what Andrew Bailey did. I don't know if you guys have been to San Francisco. It's huge and windy blowing like sideways. So like, yeah, pitchers are gonna have success there. That said, Logan Webb, dude's amazing. Unless you're Tristan Casas, but it's just like 
we're not going to see the effects of that for like two, three years, in my opinion. And the Kyle, Kyle body Bodie is still not sure how to pronounce his name. Same thing. You're not going to see that for a long time. And look at the Cubs. The Cubs had Craig Breslow and they were going with the same mindset of like velocity, velocity, their whole rotation would go up and down steel. He throws like 91 Stroman 90, maybe <laughs> Kyle Hendricks has an 87 mile <laughs> fastball and then you got i can't remember the other guys oh drew smiley another drew smiley. yeah just a bunch of guys who throw pus but then you look at the farm and you have a bunch of rocket launchers down there and that's they're still not up so it takes a while i just don't I, like andrew bailey's great i think he's going to be great with the red sox as the pitching coach but you gotta like it's gotta marinate it's gonna take multiple years in my opinion for that to to for us to see the effects of that higher yeah for sure and for the record i'm not sure if the sale thing happened before giolito i think it might have happened i think giolito might have signed a day before but i don't even know at this point but anyways yeah bailey's gonna take a minute i know know he helped reinvent gosman's career and that's another underrated part everybody was talking but gosman was dfa'd at one point uh the giants picked him up and i mean now he's one of the best pitchers in the league got got a huge deal in toronto and that was after a Cy Young season with the Giants. And, um, yes, it's going to take some time. in the whole process of building the pitching pipeline with pitching minds is going to it's gonna have to marinate and sit in. And, and, and you're going to have to wait to see the results. But at the same time, hopefully he can help out Bayo with his slider more than Dave Bush. And hopefully he can help Whitlock stay more consistent. And hopefully he can help Houck, you know, in the second and third time through the lineups or whatever it is, however it is. And maybe he can reinvent Giolito, whatever. But yeah, like in the long run, we still probably only have one or two pitchers who are here for a while, Bayo and Cutter, right? So yeah, you, you got to hope he's working with the pitching pipeline in the minor leagues and hope it pays off in two or three years. But the idea that like, oh yeah, Giolito and Pavetta with Bailey are going to be all-stars in contract seasons. Like I wouldn't get my hopes up on that. Yeah, man, we'll see. But like you said, don't don't get your hopes up. And I, I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even lump Cutter into that group yet. I want I want to lump Cutter into that long term pitcher. But what we've seen, uh, like seventy five percent of one season from him. So we've seen that before, where a guy shows something. And I feel like that one, I think a baseball savant or Fangraphs piece about his fastball came out, and then oh, Red yeah. Sox like Cutter is. God, he's better than Bryce Miller or like whatever. I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay, okay. He's good. He's good. He's solid. I believe in him. I think he'll be a solid starter, but like pump the brakes. It's he's undersized too. Um, but yeah, and then you mentioned Giolito. I've already saw I saw the first video, I think it was earlier today, of his new his compact delivery that he's doing. So they're already toying with him. I don't know, man. We we've every everything has to go right for the season to be like a moderate success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and then the other thing, and then I'll transition to something else. Um, Giolito and like Bayo had one like some of the worst like four seam fastballs. I saw something on that in like the September. Yeah. Right. Oh, Bayo's fastball up in the zone just got hammered. I saw the same thing you saw. I think it just good when it's low, but when it's high, it just gets murk which is not good i mean small things to work on and it'll hopefully make an impact but yeah a lot of things need to go right in order for this team to be somewhat i don't want to i don't want to say competitive but 
somewhat decent. Somewhat watchable. That might translate. I mean, they were they were mm-hmm. what two and a half games out at the deadline last year. Like maybe, mm-hmm. and this is crazy. Hear me out. Maybe if they had a full rotation, they could have stayed afloat a little bit rather than doing two <laughs> openers a week. I got my boy Brennan Bernardino out there in the first inning, like <laughs> three like three days apart. That's just not. That's just not mm-hmm. sustainable. Like, here and there, I don't mind the opener, but you can't have two in one week for multiple weeks. That's crazy. I do, the, the worst was when uh, Schreiber, another friend of the program, oh my God. comes off the IL, and they're like, look, man, we know you haven't pitched in the majors in like two months, but you're going to start in Houston against the Astros, and you're going to pitch two innings. And he barely gets through the first. You can tell he's not – He's not 100%. And I, I remember watching this game specifically and being like, oh, my God, I can't believe Schreiber got out of that. He's clearly not himself. Luckily, he's the opener. So he's not coming out for the second inning. Let me kick back and relax and watch the rest of the game. Out and then he comes out for the second inning. I think he gave up four or five runs. I don't blame him one bit. It was Anyone could tell he wasn't himself. But they had to do it. They had no arms left. So – I don't know. I, I think that they're closer to contending than people think, but I still don't think they've made the moves to like to get there. Like Montgomery would change so much. Uh, Snell's not going to happen. But like you mentioned, Lorenzen. If they think that Lorenzen could give you more than Hauk as a starter, sick, sign him. But we'll see. Yeah, I think this will segue to our final topic, um, the opening day roster or just lineup projections. So, uh, Jack, do you want to start us off, yep. I guess? Oh, yeah, I mean, I know I mentioned Lorenzen and a couple other guys, but earlier I did say I don't see them making another impactful signing, and I'm going to stick with that. Um, so, I mean, I have it basically who are, with guys who are already in the organization. Obviously, Bayo Giolito. Cutter, Pavetta, Hauk is the rotation right now with Schreiber, Whitlock, Winkowski, Martin, Kenley, and Bernardino as the locks in the pen. And then I have Murphy beating out a couple guys for the last lefty spot because there's no way they go into the season with one lefty considering all five starters are righties. And then I have Slayton getting the last spot over Zach Kelly and, and Isaiah Campbell and a couple other guys. I mean that's as that's as most exciting as it's gonna get. Who wins the last the last spot in the bullpen? And, uh, <laughs> not, not in a specific order, but I do have obviously Casas, Story, Devers, Grissom. Those are the locks. Wong, Reese, Locks, Duran, Yoshida, Abreu, Locks. I have them like Sammy pointed out earlier. Rafael is definitely starting in AAA. So then I have O'Neill, Ref Snyder, Dahlbeck, and Pablo Reyes rounding it out. I mean, nothing, nothing special. But I mean, I guess hopefully, hopefully we can have a couple of those question marks turn into exclamation points and get a decent season. All right. Um, so I actually, I have the same like rotation and bullpen as you. Um, I do. And you guys are gonna think I'm crazy. I still think there's a chance they sign Montgomery. It just makes no sense not to. Like we said, though, nothing has made sense. He's literally. I live right next to BC. He's like right over there, just waiting to be signed. And he's not. So I still think there's a chance they get him just because it, it it fits so unbelievably well. But we'll see. Lineup wise, here's how I think the lineup's going to look. I would go batting first. I would do left field Duran. 
have to do Devers second. I read some number. You get like 30 or 40 more at-bats if you bat second consistently. Like that's why Judge bats second and everything. Third, Trevor Story. I think you have to go third, Trevor Story. It's your best best option. Unless you're like diehard Von Grissom guy, but not there yet. Uh, Casas is like the most exciting part of the team. Um, Cleanup. Then I would go, depending on the pitcher, I would either go, uh, let's say it's a righty. I'd go Yoshida, fifth. Then I would have, hmm, this is where it gets tough. Yoshida, DH now that we know he's the DH. Uh, I think I'd go right field, whoever's playing that day after him. Oh, no, no, Grissom. I forgot about Grissom. Grissom, and then right field, either O'Neal or uh, my boy Thick Willie. And then do this part. I'm like kind of 50 50 on. I would go center field. Um, it's batting eighth, Michael A. Taylor in center field. I think they're going to sign him for half a season. <laughs> Woohoo! Yep. Yeah. You guys hyped for half a season? Oh, yeah. I'm on the, I'm on the MAT yeah. train. Yeah. Hey, I'll Five you. And then um, Wong or McGuire batting ninth. Who, by the way, I like both of those guys. I think they're both perfect backup catchers like they're both exactly what you want in a backup wong good defense speed which is weird a little bit of pop reese solid defense not as good as wong and he bats lefty doesn't really strike out so there you go it's a good yeah still i get the waiting for teal thing that makes that makes sense can you believe that they had turner protecting devers and he was there for them to sign for months and now it's going to be story Oh That's my God. The, saddest, the saddest. And he literally said, like, I would love to come back to Boston. He yeah. from California and chooses to stay in Boston in the winter. Just and where it's more expensive. Actually, no, never mind. Either way, <laughs> California. But still, like, dude, he, he chose to stay in Boston in the winter. That is like hell. I don't know if you guys are like from the area. It's cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cold. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. in, uh, if you're in Syracuse, it's probably even colder, so I shouldn't even complain. But yeah, no, I, I grew up in Boston, like yeah. around there, thirty yeah, minutes so, north, Merrimack Valley. Like, so yeah, that was like one of my worst takes ever. I mean, I like I old takes exposed myself because I hated the Justin Turner signing. I was like, thirty-eight years old, oh, I can barely play the field. Who gives a shit? Uh. And then a year later, I'm like, I love you, Justin Turner. Don't leave us. So, oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. Walk up he, he gave you everything like more than yeah. a hitter leader protected in the protection in the lineup played right-handed power Absolutely. dude played with like one foot for a month and he's almost 40 like that guy's a beast and just a for, great guy in the community too clubhouse leader like checks every box yeah mm-hmm. i didn't go off on a tangent there but yeah and jordan montgomery to the red sox make just as much sense as flacco to the patriots does i don't know how they can't get it done <laughs> flacco to the patriots <laughs> what <laughs> It's oh, it's happening. He's Joe Flacco to the Patriots. What? Be wild. That would be crazy. I don't. I'm not. I mean, I love. I love the Patriots. I don't know too much about football, but I feel like people would hate that, wouldn't they? Joe Flacco to the Patriots. You you heard it here. It's happening. Oh my God! I'll, all right. Well, credit if it happens. You, you're the they first person a, to say that. They haven't had a true backup quarterback since Hoyer. But off topic. I got to get my lineup. Alrighty, so I got Durant, Ever, Story, Casas, Yoshida. It's interchangeable. Oh, where's Durant O'Neal. playing? Center or left? Uh left. 
Wait, no, center, center, center. Sorry. All right. All right. Twist, twist. Here's why. Yeah, I have. I also have Rafaela starting in Triple A. Yeah. Um, same, same. I have O'Neill in left just because I think Gold Glove wise, that's where he won. I know he could play any outfield position. He was jammed by Bader, Carlson, and those whole um, good Cardinals outfielders. Um, then Abreu, Wright, Grissom, Wong. My bench is Ref Snyder, Reyes. McGuire and I think Bobby D will make it for one last hurrah just because spring training is known to be, you know, pitchers are not really throwing breaking balls. They're throwing just to get their velocity up. So what's Bob going to do? What he does best crush fastballs and be Mr. Fucking spring training for the what third, third year running. Yeah. He, he loves spring. Oh, I didn't give you my bench. Um, no, that's... I'll go catcher. I'll be I'll be boring. Catcher, Ref Snyder, Reyes. Uh, do I have to say? Do I have to say Bob? Uh, Who's your backup first baseman? That's I'm just Yo, saying. Uh, Reyes, Reyes. I think you put Reyes. Reyes uh, I mean, here's the thing: people are talking like who's going to back up first base. If you have to use somebody in that spot more than like 15, 20 times, something has gone horribly wrong with Casas. So okay. I'm. I'm not. I'm barely thinking about that, honestly. Um, Roberto, but yeah, Reyes, Reyes has played some first base. He's a shortstop. He's six foot two. He can. He'll be fine. Or I don't he's think a dog. He's, yeah, but he'll, whatever. I mean, backup first baseman's the least of my worries. However, backup third base a little bit more important. So I think I would have to. Yeah, I, Ooh. right now. <laughs> yeah, there's also Valdez, but he probably will start. Uh-huh. He's another oh, yeah. DH. That's true. I forgot about uh and Manuel, but yeah. And Manuel. That's true. That's another issue. They have no lefty. Actually, well, wait, did we do our math wrong? Would one of the No, okay. So I had Michael A. Taylor coming to the Red Sox. So actually my last bat on the bench is gonna be either Abreu or O'Neill, whoever's not playing. So there you go. Boom. There you go. Math. Does hmm? ref not make the team? No, ref, ref, I mentioned him first. That was quick. It was, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, All okay. right, I did a little ref Snyder. And then my rotation, same as you guys, Bayo Gilito, uh, Big Dick Nick, Crawford, Hauk. Or, sorry, Nikki Smooches. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. I'm sorry, yeah. I just got to get that out. Um, Jansen, Martin, Schreiber. Uh, I have Whitlock. People say Winkowski's not going to make the team. We'll start in triple I. I have a hard time oh. seeing that. Tune in to um, play Jesse tomorrow to hear me yell about that. Oh, I will be. Um, Bernardino, Justin Slayton, and here's the hot The last man is currently not on the 40-man roster. Here's why. There's been moves we've seen. We saw Tapia, a non-roster invite to a minor league deal. He made the roster. He was yeah. right. I think whether it be Litke or someone else that we don't know, I think someone like him is going to make. He's going to be that. Okay, he looked really good in spring training, and I think it'd be stupid not to give him a roster spot. Now, hindsight, last year you got to remember last year t- giving Tapia that spot was. Bleh. Because he was the fifth outfielder, but conversation was all right. He was all right. He was all right. I agree with you there, but I think I just liked his hair, so I was like, "Yeah, give him yeah." <laughs> um, but then 
Um, what was I going? Oh yeah, just someone's gonna have a good spring training and make it. Is is Greg Weiss around the forty man? I'm actually. Yeah, I was actually going to check that right now as you were. Saying I think he this. is because he was in the MLB with the Yankees. I, I think he is. Yeah. Let's see. Weiser. Yeah, he's on the. Uh, yeah, forty. Yeah, but the oh. the biggest thing though compared to last year is you do have tr- like triple A depth. You have guys with options, right? Hey. You have Isaiah Campbell, the guy you got. What? It might be the last guy. Might be Cooper Criswell because he could be that like safety net starting pitcher but have, he's which, on he's on the yeah he's on the 40 I don't know. Mm-hmm. No. which leads me to my next take cooper chris will make five plus starts by august 1st oh oh by august by august 1st you heard me august 1st is it three or five five. Oh boy and here's why uh, how long do you the Red Sox started last season with Whitlock out, uh, Paxton out, and Bayo out. Three pitchers. You got to be fully healthy. And granted, they do. Pavetta never gets hurt, and Giolito's an, an Ings guy. Whoa, whoa. Um, Knock on wood. Uh, shit, where's my wood? There we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> you, you have those guys, but you never know with Hauk. You never know with some of these other guys. I mean, are we really gonna rely on um Hauk to make that as many starts? He might he might suck in the rotation. God forbid. Someone if someone goes down, you, do you want a bullpen day or are you gonna call up Chris Wall? All right, yeah, I'll say yes then. Five five starts. Yeah, I could see that. That's not that this many. rotation's not built to be sustainable for long as long as everyone says it's gonna be. No, That's I mean why. Have, who do you I mean Bayo, you expect to get like 150 innings from barely uh, got it. Giolito, you'll get like 180. He's a horse. That's the reason I wanted him, just because he eats innings. Mm-hmm. And then what? Cutter, we hope. Pavetta, we hope. Kind of like I mean, Pavetta, he can log those innings. Cutter oh, looked I- like out of gas at the end of the year last year. So oh yeah. So was Bayo. So was Bayo. Oh yeah, Bayo totally ran out of gas too. And ba- the, the biggest the biggest difference with Bayo compared to a lot of the pitchers in the MLB who were gassies. Bayo didn't go to the WBC. No, yeah, he doesn't have that. I, I yeah, I I'm not I'm not like concerned about him or anything, yeah. but um I mean he he's he's a kid. He he's so young. He'll he'll build up some muscle. He's tiny too. He's not a big like not tiny, but he's just not a big starting pitcher. I sat uh uh Rob gave me his seats for a game against Houston and Bayo was pitching and I was just kind of like, "Wow, he's not that big. Like he looks just like his jersey is a little bit loose, I think, makes him look bigger on TV. But when I saw him in person, I'm like that, he could like walk by me on the street and I might not notice him. Not a big dude. His his yeah, I, his intro music's great, by the way. I don't know if what is, you I noticed know that, who, but I forget the song. I'll send it to you. But it's pretty it's, cool. You know, the the best intro song is Chris Martin's. Oh, is, um, from Texas. Kenley's yeah. intro, awesome. It's a, it's a, uh, so I actually asked Chris Murphy about this, about the guys, Chris Murphy about Chris Martin's walking song. He says it's <laughs> kind of a joke, <laughs> like, I think so, which is disappointing. I thought he like actually loved that song. I was like, this is cool. It's got gray hair, likes this rap song. Cool, but apparently it's a joke. Kenley's intro was awesome. Best of the group. Champions. Yeah. Yeah. I know Sam, you probably knows this, but I'll, I'll never forget Craig Kimbrell's um, walk up. The, the, the Fenway Park did this whole thing. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, uh, welcome to the jungle, right? 
I think was the song. I forget. I forget. James, oh, yeah. What was it? Yeah. Was it Welcome to the Jungle? Yes, yeah, it was. Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, that's Kim. That and they, they they did the whole Flames. Yeah, yeah, thing. for sure. That's for sure what it was. I remember. I remember that being like, this is a good, uh, good closer song, and uh, yeah, and he's a good closer. There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're nearing. I know. I said. I know. I'm. I know. We said thirty minutes, but we're nearing fifty. Yeah, don't worry about it. I delayed. I de- I had to delay so many times. I didn't realize how far this theater was that I was at tonight. So, don't so. worry, man. Hope you had a good time. And you know, let's let's wrap up by predictions. Hooray! Opening day starter. Um, uh, Jack go first. Or Jack. actually, no, 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 no. Jack, no, you're not going first. Sam, you're going first. It's got to be Bayo, even if they acquire, like, I feel like even if they, and this isn't going to happen, if they got, like, Blake Snell, I still think they'd give it to Bayo as just kind of like a nod, like, we believe in you, you're our guy. So, yeah, that, that's my pick. A boring a boring choice by me, but that's who it's going to be. Jack? Cooper Criswell. No, I'm just kidding. Bayo. Uh, ha, 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 ha. The only other option right now would be Giolito, and that's not happening, no way. And they're not signing anybody else, so, yeah, it's Bayo. When is the Dominican series thing? I want to know that. Is it? It's against Tampa Bay on the nineteenth, I think. Oh, because he's gonna pitch in that, probably. Huh. And is that gonna throw him off? That's my biggest. I want. I want to look that up actually. But so if, if that was the case, if it weren't Bayo, who is it? Is it Pavetta or is it? Is it Giolito? I think it's Giolito. Dominican game. It's March gonna be 9th. March 9th and tenth. Yeah, he'll be fine. Get Let's fired see. up. Watch the Red Sox in the Dominican Republic as they disappoint fans in multiple countries. <laughs> yeah, I think if it's not Bayo, then it would be because hmm. because it, it lines up that even if he pitches on the ninth, he'll still not be on the full five days. Oh, I, I don't think Which they're is- gonna do that. Like, I don't think they're gonna prioritize the Dominican series over. You don't um, think so? I mean, that's just re- that's not even regular. That's Still spring training, yeah. It's still spring so training, but when he want to pitch, eh. probably want to. But Alex Cora would be like, "Listen, Brian, you're on your rookie deal. There's a lot of money to be made. Just pitch on opening day, buddy. Trust me." So, I hope. Yeah. You know what? For this, for Maybe the fun they- of it, just to change it up. I know you guys said G- uh, Bayo. I'll I'll say Giolito just to spice spice things up because I don't like it. I don't like it when we all agree, but. Giolito, you know, just get some diversity here. I'm excited for him, man. If he bounces back, they could be in business. Then they can also be sellers at the deadline, too. Just yeah. kidding. No, yeah, know. that's what I mean, in business. Way to look on the – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, for the record, I'm, I'm high on Pavetta this year. I could sneaky see him walking into like a $15 million a year deal after the season. With the sweeper, consistently a workhorse, I think he's going to have a nice season. Yeah, I, um, I had a joke – and it just did not land on Pavetta at winter weekend. I was like, hey, man. Like, he was doing the autograph thing. He signed a ball. And then I was like, hey, man, hope you have a good season. And then cash in. And he was like, thanks. And that was <laughs> like, All right, cool. Later, man. <laughs> that was awkward. Yeah. He could He's have weird. Weird. Yeah. could. Innings eater. Whirly bird. The new pitch is called the Whirly Bird. Apparently, apparently, it's Ooh. been called the Whirly Bird for a while. Per again, per Chris Murphy, it's been called the Whirly Bird for a while. We just the the public just found out about it. So, 
Whirlybird. We get a full year of Whirlybird Pavetta. Wow. So not yeah. sweet, but a Whirlybird. Whirlybird, different pitch. It's a little, I think, more vertical, not like a curveball, because he's so, got that looping curve. Yeah. So it's a slider. <laughs> There's a sweeper. Doesn't he have the sweeper? Yeah, that's that's what I think. Well, that's is. another thing, actually. I wanna I wanna touch up on the whirly bird. Or sorry, it's yeah. a whirly bird, not a sweeper. Um over under half a whirly bird mentioned by Dave O'Brien. Oh, over, over. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna think it's so clever. He'll be like, oh. <laughs> my, oh my god about the whirly bird. Real quick, just imagine if Eck was still doing it. That uh, whirly bird. Oh I used to throw awesome. a whirly bird on that. Like the gyro ball. That's what that's that's how awesome. <laughs> The fucking ju- Jesus. I, I remember rushing home from school. I think I got out of school earlier or something because it was like a, a day game. I believe Dice K's first game being like, I can't wait to see the gyro ball. Nothing. No gyro ball. He had like a change up, which I guess was the or two seam. I don't know. He didn't throw the goddamn. Nesson had a whole rap <laughs> about it. They had a whole like hip hop song for the gyro ball. That never even showed up. Sad. Damn. I mean, pitch. I mean, what doesn't doesn't didn't Schreiber develop a new pitch, new like cutter? Do you see that? Yeah, yeah. He he has a cutter now. So we'll, I mean, we'll see. Everyone throws it. I mean, Ryan Brazier stunk. Then the Dodgers taught him a cutter, and now yep. what? He just get a twelve million dollar contract for him being a middle reliever. Pretty damn good. That's almost Solaire money. Good interview by Bradfield, by the way. That was. A, I, I'm still listening to it, but I don't know if you've checked it out. But been yeah. great. He's the best. Brad Foes, he doesn't try to gotcha the players, and it like pays off. They're comfortable with him because he's he's just trying to tell the story of baseball, and that it, they get that, and that's how you get those good interviews. The guys like Brazier, who you don't normally hear from. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. But alrighty, so Sammy, final remarks. Floor is yours. Final remarks. I am gonna try my hardest to be positive about the. Goddamn Boston Red Sox. There we go. It'll be very, very difficult. But um, I don't know. we got some stuff to look forward to. Things happen. Nobody thought the 2013 team was going to win the World Series, and they did. So maybe uh, 11 years later, maybe it happens again. Probably not, but we'll see. There we go. All righty. So, Jack, final remarks? Uh, Pavetta. Oh, your time's up. Uh, Anyways, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That it? Yeah, that's all I have. Pavetta and Yoshida will have improvements. They're gonna take steps forward each. Like it. As my buddy Taylor says, the Red Sox are going to that to the fucking World Series, and we gotta rep prepare the duck boats. Okay. You heard it from me. Alrighty, so thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, go follow Sammy on Twitter. Go follow Play Tessie. Go follow all the Play Tessie guys. Go follow Brad Foe. Go follow Jack. Go follow Derek. Go follow everybody. You don't want to miss any good content. Um, yeah, go Sox. Go Sox. Peace.